Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. On today's episode, we are going to look again at how we are in the big shift with God. It seems perpetual, doesn't it, that we are forever shifting, growing, and maturing. Today, I challenge you to steward your future and to navigate your new. Don't fall back into the old. Let's go forward with God. Take a listen. Hey everybody, I'm so glad that you're with me today here again on Tent Talk. This is where we have conversations under the big tent of God's presence, where we can talk about things that maybe we don't get to talk about all the time when we're listening to sermons, when we are in the process maybe of even studying to be the teacher ourselves. This is the place where we can begin to hear God and hear Him at such a level that it's more personal. It's not just so that I can get the word to someone else, but it's where I can take time to hear Him for me, that you can stop and hear Him for you. So welcome to Tent Talk. I'm glad we're going to get to be together today. Today I am again thinking and meditating and focusing on the shift that we are all still in with God. Isn't that an amazing thing? You know, it was a few prophetic words ago, right, that this word shift came in. And I am finding, though, that God has not yet stopped moving uh, inch by inch, hour by hour, day by day in my life. And maybe you're finding the same to be true is that this shift is almost perpetual, isn't it? That we are shifting, we are moving. And I love the definition that God gave me uh, a few years ago about shift when he really began to emphasize this word to me in 2016. That this definition of shift is many small moves that results in a big move of God. Because oftentimes we get so focused on the big thing, what we can see in the future, but the only way to get there is shift, many small moves, decisions each and every day, our personal obedience to God each and every day of our lives is the only way really for us to ever get to the big thing to what we may consider to be what we're really looking forward to. But we've got to learn to live in what Oswald Chambers calls the ordinary drudgery of every day. And if there's anybody out there like me that was once addicted to chaos, addicted to living on the edge, and that if there wasn't trouble brewing, then I'd make sure that to get something stirred up. It's what I've come to call trauma drama that there is such trauma in our lives that oftentimes we don't realize how much drama is going on inside of us, even though we may appear as tremendously responsible and dignified people. All of us know on some degree there's drama going on deep inside. 
And trauma drama is where it keeps things really stirred and it consistently keeps things on a more chaotic edge. So oftentimes we just can't be um, you know, content living in the ordinary of every day, but this we must learn. We must learn to live in this perpetual shift of God. We must learn to live in these many small moves that will ultimately result in that big move of God. And we come to find out that as we shift from immaturity to maturity, that we have a responsibility to steward our own future. Someone else, we may think someone else was really in charge of our past, but no matter what has happened before, we're at a place now, are we not? We are at a place now where we must take responsibility for our life. We must take responsibility to steward our future. The words that God gave me when I was teaching what I call shift school uh, back a few months ago is that we must be those who determine to navigate our new. We are in new days, we are in new ways, and we must take that deep, strong responsibility to navigate our new. And so I say it that way, steward your future and navigate your new. Steward means you're managing and looking after something. And so we want to be those that begin to look after our future, look after our life. Because if there's going to be a future, how many of you know that future is based on what you're doing today? So we want to be those that look after and steward our future. Because we don't determine our future, but we are responsible to discover it. God has written a word down over your life. I tell this to everybody I can as often as I can, and I never apologize for repeating myself is that plan A is still on. And plan A is what God wrote down over your life before the foundations of the world. This is what it tells us in Ephesians 1, 4, and 5. You know, I am one who has come to hunger and long for the life that I was always meant to have with God. And I'm discovering that more and more and more. That he wrote something down over me. I know he wrote something down over you. And we have the opportunity to be able to embrace that life, our real, true life, the life of Christ that has been shared with us, which isn't just um, the ticking of the clock and the determining of hours, days, years, but it is the actual life of Christ himself. So I want to encourage you again today and provoke you again today to want plan A. Not the life you should have had, could have had, would have had if certain things hadn't happened or if certain things would have happened differently. That's not the life that we're trying to have. The life that we're called to is the life that he planned for us before the foundations of the world in Christ. And it's that life together that you want to be shifting into. It's that life and that future that you want to be discovering. Because if you discover it, then you can steward it. If you can know the new and know that you are new, 
then you can navigate that new. But that does require each of us to take new levels of responsibility for what is happening in us. I have come to find, especially in the last year or so, as I have shifted from being on full-time church staff as an executive pastor to now being the lead and having full oversight of Nancy McCready Ministries, is I am at whole new levels of taking responsibility, not just for my job, but for the life that God has called me to that I am responsible. I can't put that off on anyone else. Even if I had other people working with me or employees within the ministry and I can delegate and I can give them tasks to do and projects and, and, and allow them the freedom to be creative and to bring forth great things within Nancy McCready Ministries. Ultimately though, I am the one who has the responsibility of living my life, which is then what flows into Nancy McCready Ministries. So each of us, if we're going to keep shifting, if we're going to keep maturing, if we're going to keep developing and growing, we have to be willing then, along with all of the tremendous privileges that come with living our life in Christ, we also must simultaneously begin to embrace deeper levels of responsibility. So we get to navigate our new uh, for ourselves. And and I want to say this, that you get to navigate your new even if everyone else stays in their old. This can be so frustrating for many of us when other people choose to stay in their old patterns, their old ways of doing things or they are staying where God has placed them, and they are not moving with you uh, in the same pace or at the same place. And so when someone else stays in their old, or they're staying where you once were, but it's time for you to move on, that can oftentimes, what I call, (laughs) start pinging inside of us, this word ping. It's kind of like when they say your your cell phone is pinging off of different towers. And so there's a ping going off inside of you because you may then be tempted if someone else is staying in their old, you may be tempted to stay in your old, to revert right back to what you've always done because see, they're not going to change And what happens is, is you go right back into your old. Well, guess what? A part of navigating your new is that even if everybody else stays in their old, you are still called and still responsible to begin navigating your new and to respond to God. And I just interject here that what really brings transformation in our lives is our personal response to Him. It's not if everybody else moves as they should. It's am I? Are you moving with Him? Are you now responding to Him as He calls you into your new, your new depths, your new responsibilities? But oftentimes what happens, as I just mentioned, is that we go back to what's called muscle memory. We go back to our previous ways and habits with very little effort because those uh, places of muscle memory may be uh, a way that we've responded uh, to things all of our life. And so when we see that others are not changing, 
we start to think, well, then if they don't change, nothing's going to change for me. Because we've lived in a deep victim mentality that our whole life hinges upon the obedience of others. Now, let me tell you what, that can really bring you into deep despair, maybe deep depression, when you think the sum total of my whole life is based upon the depth of how other people obey God. Come on. I've come to know that's not true, that that's a lie. And certainly, I know that you are coming to realize that, that all of my life is really based upon my personal, personal response to God Himself. He then can do anything in me and transform me. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. So we don't want to be those in times of shift where it requires um, many small moves, many small responses to God, all right, that moves us forward. We want to be those that don't go back into muscle memory. We want to be those that go into new places of, of response to Him, no matter what others may be doing or not doing. But what can happen again is that we begin to fall back into the old and we shift backwards, what the Bible actually calls shrink back rather than shift forward. I'm going to say that again. What can happen is that we shrink back rather than shift forward. Because maybe we're thinking things like, you know, they make me so mad. And we think that other people are actually responsible for all of the feelings and emotions that we're having inside. But actually, they're stirring what's already within us. And so I'm not saying that I'm responsible or that you're responsible for what they did to you, but we have to be ready to take responsibility for what's going on inside of us. If they made you mad, you're going to have to wait for them to show up and make you glad, right? But we don't want to be those that put our whole life on hold and, and stop moving forward with God simply because someone else has done something that triggers an old emotion in us. We want to be those that say, wait just a minute. No matter what someone else is doing, I can move forward. And what you're doing at that moment is you're stepping into mature communications with yourself. All right, oftentimes we hear about, oh, take this communications class and you need to learn to be a better communicator with other people. What I want to encourage you today is you need to be a more mature communicator with yourself first. Because immature communication patterns keep us in low living. They keep us immature. So some of those other immature communication patterns might be where we believe things like, I have to keep quiet so others don't get angry with me. Now that, that's a wild one, isn't it? But I've thought that way for years and God had to shift me, all right, forward. And he began to do that by showing me immature communication patterns that I had within my own self. Another one might be, if I'm honest with others, they might leave me or abandon me. So therefore, what do we decide to do? We decide to live dishonest. 
And, and how many of you know that if you're like born of the truth and called to live in the truth, how many of you know that could create deep conflict inside of you because you have immature communication patterns with yourself. Another one might be, I have to behave to keep people happy. And so what does that mean? It means that I have now taken on false responsibility and I actually think it's my job to keep other people happy. Well, how many of you know when you're thinking rationally, of course you know that's not true. But how many of you know that our fears are oftentimes lodged inside irrational thinking? And we may be thinking this and living this way and not even realizing it. So a big part of us navigating our new is we do need to be familiar with Uh, the old patterns that we have had and we don't want to go back to reliving the old. We want to be those who navigate our new. So I'm not going to go fully into all of that, but you do need to be aware and maybe you'd like to ask Holy Spirit to show you where you have immature communication patterns with your own self, believing things that just flat out are not true, yet they keep stirring in you and cycling Uh, inside of you and therefore keeps you immature and you're not able to shift forward with God. So it really isn't our responsibility, is it, to behave well enough to make everyone stay, to make everyone not reject you? That's not really our responsibility, is it? Is it really our responsibility to manage everyone else's emotions and choices? No, it isn't. But sometimes we've got to really be provoked on that to realize just how much am I living in something that I rationally know is not true. That means I'm living in depths of irrationality and I may not even be aware of it. And of course those things show up most when we're under pressure, when we're embarrassed, when we're afraid, when we're challenged, when we're stressed. And so it's like I used to say to my children, when you get frustrated, you're trying to do your homework and you get frustrated, your brain just starts to cramp, doesn't it? It just gets so frustrated that it starts to shut down. And so it's true for all of us. When we get into stress and pressure, embarrassment, fear, um, panic, we aren't even sometimes aware of what we're thinking because our, our mind begins to cramp it begins to uh, uh, revert back to the old. But we want to be those who do what 1 Corinthians 13, 11 in the Amplified Classic says, is that we are going to be those who actually begin to put away childish things. We're not going to keep living in the old and say that we're wanting to move forward in the new. We're going to be those who actually do what we say. We're going to live as who we actually are. So I love this scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 11, and I think it is a very powerful component when we are in a time of shifting. And as we said earlier, we are in a perpetual shift. So this is always applying. It says, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But now that I have become a man, and I suggest to you that that means I have now become a new man, I am done with childish ways, and I'm putting them aside. I'm going to put away those childish uh, behaviors and thoughts. 
I'm not going to stay living in that. And putting those things away means that we fire them. We no longer need their services. We are going to move into the new ways and the new dependencies of our Father, new dependencies upon Him. And so we want to be those that begin to really move forward with God, shifting forward inch by inch, many small moves that result in a big move of God. And so we, we just put those things away and we say, I no longer need them. I can't continue to cater and think like that, cater to those things. Uh, even when I'm under pressure, even when I'm embarrassed and stressed and panicked, I can't run to those old ways of thinking and blaming others and uh, cowering in a corner because they're af- they're mad at me or I'm afraid of them. No, now is the time to let God wean us off of the bottle of immaturity. It's time for us to let God wean us off of our childish ways, childish thinking, so that we can be those who start eating the meat of maturity. It's time to leave the things that are familiar and step into the fresh things of God. And so this might be again where you might want to ask Holy Spirit, show me the familiar things that I go right back to them. My muscle memory, I go right back to them with hardly even a thought. Boom, I'm there and begin to show me those old familiar things. And Holy Spirit, then show me the new fresh ways that you want me uh, to respond, what it is that is fresh in my life every day with the Lord, because God really does want to wean us off of the bottle and the milk of immaturity and bring us into the meat of the mature. And you can see that in Hebrews 5, 13 and 14 in the Amplified Classic, because oftentimes we may not be aware that when we stay on the bottle of immaturity, We're actually requiring other people to be more obedient and more mature than we are requiring of ourselves. And we want to be those that say, no, Lord, I want to respond to you as who I actually am. I want to keep moving forward with you, shifting with you so that I can grow up in who I really am. Because there is such a depth of enjoyment that we can have in life as we mature. That sure, there's pain involved, but isn't there pain involved anyway? I mean, pick your pain today. (laughs) How about that? Pick your pain because there's going to be pain. It's just like pick your rejection. Do you want to keep living in the rejections of your youth or do you want to become one who shares and fellowships with Jesus in his rejections? All right, there is no life. I I feel myself shifting right now, okay? Is there is no life without pain. There is no life without rejection. This is a fantasy, a fairy tale. It's just that now we are free and we get to choose our pain. We get to choose the rejections that we'll live in. And I hope that you will choose to, uh, you know, get up to the table and let the Father um, begin to shift you into deeper levels of maturity, that you'll want to steward your future, that you will want to navigate your new. Not let someone else drive you or lead you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. That's how you learn to navigate your new, is you begin to follow Him. And uh, so that is a huge, huge um, 
responsibility that we can have. And so that is uh, a big part of uh, entering this um, perpetual shift at new measures. Because it's perpetual, it's going on all the time, God is forever shifting us into greater depths of dependency on Him, and we want to be those who say, you know what, Father, I choose that. I'm not going to resist it. I'm not going to uh, stay in the familiar and the old. I don't want to be naive and powerless anymore. I want to be wise, and I want to live in the power that you share with me. Because uh, we want to be those that really shift with Him. And uh, so there is so much that I could share about shifting because it's something that I've been in so intensely now for, um, you know, many, many months. And so what I would encourage you to do is that if you've heard something today uh, that would cause you to want to hear more about this, is I have... Uh, a course that I did called Shift School, and it had four components to it. It had videos and a workbook, and I made it a free course, and I would certainly be glad to um, uh, communicate with you about how to get that to you. Uh, I might be able to get one of my folks that helps me to be able to uh, get it on uh, a link, and we can uh, show you how to access that because I want to get that to you. And uh, so I did shift school, it was a few months ago, and like I said, it had four major teachings that really took a lot of this and went much more in depth. And I would strongly encourage you to seek that out. And so if you want to receive more of that, then communicate with me at nancy at nancymccrady.com, that's my email, and I will personally respond to you and uh, be able to share more of that with you. And then that also leads me to share with you that in the upcoming months, I am going to be developing what I'm going to call stay school. And stay means abide, remain, continue with him as you shift. You see these things are all connected, right? But stay school is because I believe we have got to truly learn how to abide in him like never before. All right, so let us continue on next time, and uh, I look forward to being with you in the very near future. I'm so glad that you were on today with me, and I pray that something that you've heard today really encourages you to shift with God, to steward your future, to navigate your new, and to be determined to embrace all the privilege that goes with being His and all the responsibility. All right? Be encouraged today, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.